winter. Hello and welcome to What We Do in the Winter. This is the 47th episode in this series of podcasts from the Isles of Mull, Iona, Ulva and Gometra. I'm Alistair Satchel. I live outside of Dervig in the north of Mull and I'll be your host today. In this episode, I talk with Elizabeth and Donald Cursop of Loch Don. Following on from the last episode, I'm going to try and do a listen-along Twitter chat with this episode on Friday the 24th of April, this Friday, at 8pm Dervik time. It was lovely to chat with those that came along last time, so it was quite, it was really good fun. So if you want to join me for an online natter using the hashtag WWDITW, what we do in the winter, you can find us on there. In this episode... We talk about Elizabeth's coming to the island, her teenage years, the Craigan you're in, and much more. Donald talks about his family trade, growing up in Tobermory, and then there's some great stories about the music scene on the island, and also a little bit about the sports scene as well in the past. It was great to spend time with both Donald and Elizabeth in recording this conversation. I hope this little chat will give you an hour away from the world, and just a wee break from all that's going on. I'll be back at the end of the episode with more havers. And now, it's with great pleasure that I hand you over to Elizabeth and Donald Cursop. So who are you? I'm Donald Cursop. And who are you? I'm Elizabeth Cursop. And uh, where are you from originally, Donald? Born and brought up in Tobermory. Uh, do you know Lily Bank? Yes, yeah. It's the top of uh, Western Isles Road, that wee cottage. Born in there, 1950. Yeah. And Elizabeth, how about yourself? Where, where are you from originally? Uh, originally a uh, Mulgai, uh, and then Balhulish. And uh, when my parents moved to Mull, I ended up staying in Mull. So hmm. Mull is my home, I suppose, Yeah, in that respect. Do you remember the contrast of Mulgai to Balhulish? <laughs> totally. But I remember the contrast even more of Balahulish to Craig Muir, <laughs> <laughs> where there was no electricity at that point and you couldn't buy shampoo and it was a dramatic event, that, for a 16-year-old girl. Totally. <laughs> yeah, very different, very different. So did you have to go to school in Oban? Yeah. Right. Okay. Travelled to Oban High School, stayed all week and came home at the weekend. And what, what brought your parents to Mull then? The inn at Craig Newer, they, they, my dad changed career quite often and he fancied doing this so we came and thrust out the inn on a cold March day and I didn't ever want to come to Ireland again but they were going to work here so that was a done deal, uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's when I met Donald so that's ah. a mistake. <laughs> so what age were you when you met then? Good question. Uh, I'll be about 17. Really? Hey, must have been about that, yeah. Hey, well, I was married when I was 18. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Child> <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. 50 years this year. That's quite something. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> So when you were in the Craig and you're in, what do you remember any of the characters from, from when, when you were there first? Who oh, you? loads of characters, wasn't there, Donald? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's the Bowmans. Some, yeah, the Bowmans. Ian Bowman was lovely to us. He was the first man I met in the inn. And yeah, my parents settled in quite quickly. There was a lot of people frequented the inn that had come from the island of Soya. They'd been evacuated and stayed yes. in a big house yeah, at, yeah. at Java. Yeah. So they were... The work, the tradesmen, really, yeah. and they were hilarious. But Aye. yeah, they. Johnny McCaskill. Lots of characters, lots of different <laughs> yeah. characters. Do you remember any of their tales of Soya at all? Because that's that's going way back now. I don't really. No. Not really. Not, that, not, I suppose I was shyer then, and I didn't. Aye. I didn't. Did you know any tales from? The not characters? really. No. You were more Tober Mori. Nothing. Nothing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You were in the metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> so where were the houses that Java built? Oh, uh, the six, late 60s, right. early 70s, I think. Okay. Aye. Same time as the hotel. Premium. Oh, of course, they all yeah. the hotel, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're designed the same way. Right. Mono roofs. Yeah. yeah. 
it was a shame really that that people were brought when they were in the big house it was it was i suppose it was more like home and then it became very civilized when they all moved into their individual houses and yeah it was very different wasn't it yeah, yeah. Where, where was the big house because I, I don't know that well it's always it's, I, I vaguely remember it this it's it was right at the back of uh, the, the, the crescent if you like uh-huh. it was there obviously demolished uh, right. I think it's further to the back maybe closer to the the hospital lane the new mm-hmm. hospital lane right as far as I can remember anyway mm-hmm. and what sort of period of that was the house do you remember was it a sort of Victorian sort of thing or was it earlier or be interesting to see if we find photos of that ah, yeah, it would be actually that. yeah yeah how that whole episode came about how they ended up there i'm not really very sure mm-hmm. but there were that i knew some of them for years that went to the free church yes There's two ladies in particular that they went for years and years and years and now that was Annie yeah. and Mima, wasn't it? They would have been good for you to interview. Mm. <laughs> the soy connection would be amazing to Yes, mm. absolutely. To I think they were on this side they were soy and the other side they were so killed. Yes, the that's house. right. Yeah. Mm. They were put to the work in the forestry. Yes. Yeah, you didn't really know much about this end of the island. It was more Toba Maori, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. I did work down this end from time to time. Right. Yeah, there's an old, uh, just that we've done here, there used to be a, a, what they called a ram, it used to deliver the water oh, to yeah. a big tower, uh-huh. and that fed the exchange, uh-huh. and the, the smiddy, and these wee cottages just around here, we worked at that for a wee while. So that, that's a kinetic ram pump then? Yes. Amazing. Uh, it I'm just pumped it fascinated by those up things. to the tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That served the, the wee community here. They're amazing things because that's it, it, it's, it's just incredible how it works. Just that yeah. sense of pumping from gravity. Gravity to the, the, the ram itself. Yeah. yeah. And then slowly up to the top. Gosh. There wasn't a big demand right enough, but it was fine. It worked. Yeah. So growing up in Tobermory mm-hmm. in uh, Lilybank. Lilybank. I was born in Lilybank. Right. I think we were actually in Ness Cottage first. Uh, my sister Elizabeth was born there. That's in Bradalm Street. Okay, Do you know where you that? stayed before? Uh-huh. Just directly across, almost across, uh, two houses down from Angus Stewart's. Okay. And uh, she was born there, and then I was born in Lilybank, obviously they moved there. So, yeah, and then we moved to Rockfield. Oh, yeah. yeah. John, my brother, was born there. Right. And back across again to Oak Bank, where Angus Stewart is. Uh-huh. That was our house at one time. Gosh. And uh, that we had the, there was an old ruin there. It's where the Angus Stewart studio is. Where the doctor surgery was. Doctor surgery. Aye. Yeah. So they bought that off my father, and uh, they built the surgery. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. So the um, the the ruin was there. What was it? Just a wee shilling? It's a wee tochtig. That's all we knew us. Tochtig. Tochtig. Yeah, that's what we called it. <laughs> well, the stone ruin <laughs> between the two houses. So was this was the shop? I guess the shop in Bradalbin Street up the on Al, uh, Albert Street must have been gone by the time you were a kid. No, oh gosh! Well, I was listening to uh, Catherine McLean Evans yes. yeah. uh, speaking. I remember uh, many a time, all the local kids there would go round, and uh, to my shame, we used to do uh, go up across the road from his shop. There's a wee corner bit, yeah, and uh, he used to keep his lemonade bottles in there, his empties. Okay. So we we, we would go across and grab a couple and take it in and give it to Alan and you give you something for it. So you bought a sort of penny sweetie or something like that. That was terrible. Ne- was negative that. equity of lemonade <laughs> bottles. Yeah. And then we used to ask him, Alan, Alan, what can we get for nothing? And he would say, nothing. <laughs> a hiding. <laughs> yeah, it was good though, good shop. Wow. There's another shop just down um, on Argyle Terrace. Yep. Uh, that was Karashina's. What did she sell? Groceries, uh, similar to what Alan was selling, I think. Uh, just groceries. And I think by that time, Alan had stopped. Right. You know, that show. Yeah. And uh, I think Janet McDonald's mother and her auntie worked in there. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, well, she, she lived on Nargel Terrace as well, at the bottom. 
Right, so Cash Genius is which one now? Is now that is the uh, Thornley oh. Bank, okay. the, the ground floor, right. where Ian Smithson, uh, that was his flat. Ah, right, okay. That was the B so shop. Was Robert born in Oak Bank? Robert, uh, my brother Robert, yes, mm-hmm. he was born in Oak Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary. Sis- my sister Mary, but she was born there. Right. I remember that vividly. Yeah, because Gary was the only one that was born. In Oban. In Oban, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the rest were born in the house? Yeah, there's, yes. six, there's, there's six of us. There, were, there, were, there was six of us. Uh, Robert sadly passed the... Uh, when was that? 2010. 2010. Yeah. Sadly mm. missed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... All and plumbers. All, all of you plumbers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. Well, no, not the women no, weren't. Well, well, that's progressive at the time, <laughs> but yeah, it's Mind you, my mother was a lot of plumber right enough. Right. The stuff she knew. Well, we'll come on to the come on to the trade stuff in a moment or two mm. because there's obviously a very long history to talk about. There, so. <laughs> but more about Bradalbin Street itself, because um, I, I I've always was interested when I lived there that there was me, there was Gus, yeah. there was uh, Dave and Thingy that lived beside Gus, uh, and mm-hmm. then there was uh, Alan at the end, mm-hmm. and there was Pat across from them. Yes. That was about it. Yes, and yes. the rest were just holiday homes in that yes, block. That's right. And then yeah. you go further down, and there's a few. You know, there's a, a few more folk mm-hmm. there, but yeah. still holiday homes. And yeah. So, what was it like growing up in Redalbin Street? Where there was it lively? Was there were there lots of folk there? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was great. It was it was. I really enjoyed it. I remember learning to go my bike, first bike. I think my sister had it. It was a girl's bike, and. Uh, on that long road, the uh-huh. Dalmas Street. It was brilliant. Uh-huh. Learned to do that. But there was lots of other uh, young ones about that area. There's Willie McAllister. There oh, was yes. uh, Willie Blue, the column. Yes. Uh, and just down next to the fire station was the McLean's. Cameron, Winker, Alan. And right. the, the, all the boys were there. Yeah. And, uh, I used to meet around with Cameron a lot and Willie Blue. And there's one or two others uh, came across, you know, so it was good, it was it was safe, you know, yeah. the roads weren't that busy, no. so it was good. So what would you do for adventures in Bradalbin Street, where, where would you make dens, what, where would you go and... Well, we'd probably go up the back, up to Crickspewer. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Where, where our old house is, there's uh, two lanes, there's one at the, the cemetery end, uh, I remember going up there, we used to make huts up there, and... Uh, even built bonfires and stuff and cooked stuff and you know. <laughs> yeah. So and Craig Spewer because it would take you away out to Penalbanach. Yes. You know, yeah. and then up to Ardmore yeah. that way. Yeah. So yeah. So my, my grandfather had crofts up that way anyway. So Really? Yeah. So what was he crofting at that, at that point? Well, a lot of people had wee holding crofts and uh, a few cows yeah. and whatever and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just that's the sort of where we went. Our, our house was on one of the Crofts, right. original yeah. grandfather's Croft. That's fascinating. That's so mm-hmm. many houses. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Croft pattern allows mm-hmm. families to build. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the few reasons now people can, if they mm-hmm. can, build their own things. Yeah. Um, that's basically what we've done, George's mm-hmm. folks. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's, that's what we did. Yeah. My father, had uh, he, he, he inherited that, and uh, but he sublet it. Out to actually, uh, M- Mr. McLean. He, he was an English teacher, I think it was, uh, at one time, and he like he was into that sort of stuff. And so he's of had the sub tenancy of it. So he let he let go of the section. He signed it off to us uh, when we wanted to build there. So that's that's how that came about. Mm-hmm. Good, fantastic view up the top there as well. Oh, it's brilliant. Still is. Yeah. Great. Right at the top, you're looking. No problems of flooding or anything like that. You're away from it. Yeah. Past the Tobermory floodplain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah indeed. Uh, you mentioned your grandfather. Right. Your grandfather had a specific trade, am I right in thinking? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, he he must have learnt his, his plumbing trade in Glasgow. Right. I think so, I know, as far as I can make out. And came, he had an aunt living in Kirk Cottage. Where's uh, that? Now, do you know where... Uh, Top of Albert Street, uh-huh. where the cemetery starts. Uh-huh. So we cottage there. I think uh, Graham Brown still owns that. Okay. Uh, that was that was the family uh, home at that point. Is uh, an old buyer out the back, and uh, my grandfather. I, I got a story that he came to to uh, to stay with her, and uh, 
he must have met my granny, who is from Salem. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Flora. Mm -hmm. Flora McNeil. It's, we're related to G uh, Jean and uh, McLean mm -hmm. Salem through that connection uh, through Flo uh, my, my grandmother. So then I th I th I'm not sure. They must have settled there in, in Kirk Cottage. And uh, he, he started the, continuing the plumbing. And at that point, in Tullamore, and he travelled quite quite a bit around the island. He used to travel to Derby, and he'd walk, and he'd put his bass on his shoulder and just go to a job. Nowadays, we just jump in a van and go, you know. Yeah. But uh, it was much different then. Yes. So that was my grandfather, uh, and he basically came from Margawa. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is a... Uh, the story is that there's two brothers came up from Northumberland uh -huh. and the name Kershop comes from that area, Durham, right. Northumberland, Cumberland, and uh, they came to the mines, Strontian, lead mines, they were miners. And he became the foreman, I think, my my Edward Kershop, I'm right. from that line. So he, he became the foreman there and uh, it was open cast mining. Yeah, and that was it. Looked horrendous. Yeah, it's not kind of work. No. Yeah. And that, and then from that line, he married a Cameron, and I think there's Camerons in Elizabeth's family as well. So we could be related, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a terrible thing. No, <laughs> down the line. How many eyebrows have the children? I've only got one eyebrow, so that's that's. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Then, then I think there's a John. His son who was a John Kershaw, and he was a, a stone builder, a mason. And he actually came to Kilhoan, I think, at one right. time and helped build a house there for a for William Com Company. And there's a wee story in the papers about that that was to do with a, somebody stole money and he went to a court case <laughs> and all that sort oh, of geez. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, then through then my grandfather, Donald, uh, that's how it's his son, from Argower. And so that's the connection we have with that side of the country. That's going quite far back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gosh. So, so there's there's Kershops up up the Lochaber way as well because that was the other brother Thomas Kershop mm -hmm. as well. And so your great grandmother's McNeil. McNeil, yes. Uh, so let me think. Um, Jean Jean McLean's in uh, 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 Her her grandfather was my granny's brother. I think that's how it worked. Okay, McNeil. Everybody in the islands related one way or another. I, I mean, I'm discovering things even as Don't speaking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I didn't know all that. There's, a, there's actually a wee, a wee uh, ruin. Do you see it across from Chrissy's house in Salon? Mm -hmm. uh, as you come into Salon, there's a wee ruin. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's when my uncle Archie was born. So that's the family McNeil connection, I suppose. Right. And were they McNeils from? A girl or bad I don't. Or... I can't say it, Alistair. Really, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I, I looked into more of the the, the father side of yeah. the family, Kershops. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it's interesting to follow that up, right enough. Right. Right. Well, yeah. there's Collinsy McNeils as well, and there's oh, Barry right. McNeils. Mm -hmm. and right. Oh, could be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> could be related as well. Yeah. <laughs> the Argyllshire connection. The islands are also oh, related, yeah. not just the people on the island. Exactly. <laughs> So when, um, come back to Elizabeth, Elizabeth, in terms of uh, your folks having the hotel, how long were they there in the end for? Not really very long, actually. Uh, probably about six or seven years. Something like that, yeah. And then my dad changed occupation again right. and ended up in the GA in Perth. He, he worked there. So at that point... What's that, the GA? It's, it's an insurance company. And he, ah, he worked General Axton? General yeah, General Axton. Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah. So he, they they moved to Perth, uh -huh. and I was ensconced here by that time. <laughs> I did get everybody up to Balhulish for our wedding, because yeah. I wanted to go. It seems I've got that pro back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awfully bonny, but that's funny. Yeah. It's really. Uh, mm. So yeah. Where did you get married as well? We got married in the church that no longer is there. It was United Free Church. There's ah, two nice. churches on both sides of the river. The church's gone. The United Free Church. Right. And it's been knocked down since we were married in it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it, well, that was a bit of a palaver, getting everybody up there, but it was, it was good. And did, you get, did you have a dance in the hall? Or oh, did you have of a dance course. He sang the first song at the dance. 
Which, did you sing Glen I'm not going to tell you what no, you sang. No, I'm not going to tell you what I sang. <laughs> I forget who sang it, but they say, I want to be free. <laughs> I want to break. No, yeah. When I got married, my best man was trying to <laughs> encourage me to say, I'd like to thank my present wife. <laughs> oh, dear. But, uh, I, um, so, in terms of, so that's interesting you mentioned United Free Church. Mm-hmm. Um, are you of the Free Church yourselves? Do you follow the Free Church still? We well, were, neither of us were really free church. We yeah. attended the free church in Tobamori, obviously. Right. Elizabeth was was going along, and uh, well, I started going along. Uh-huh. And uh, there's uh, two or three ministers were there, and over oh, the period, and then this chap from um, uh, Ian McClay came along. He uh, a fisherman from Kyle, uh, who was come through the faith mission, right. and so he was. Pre- preaching there, he was good. He was good with the locals, being a fisherman himself, mm-hmm. yeah. connection with all the people he's fishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of time for Ian. He's a great guy. Yeah. So we attended that for a good number of years. Then Sandy Sutherland from Brora. You Aurora. presented in there. I I got to see. He said, "Yeah, I was presenting." <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I managed to learn a, a wee bit, you know, I had to do I've it. I've not heard it in the flesh no. for years. My my grand's, uh, sorry, my great auntie's funeral, mm-hmm. Auntie Chrissy, in uh, Ullipool, there was that was in the Church of Scotland, mm-hmm. but there were certain people were ahead of the beach, shall we say, and it was yes. like, oh my yes. goodness, it was magic. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's lovely. It's something other. It's, yeah. a, it's a really, it's a, a, it's a spiritual thing. It's a, yeah, it a, a lift. Well, that's what they used to do in the boats, wasn't it? That there was somebody in one boat as they were coming in in the mornings. Really? There would somebody present on one boat and the people on the other boat would return the the line. You know, it must have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, we did that. Um, and then uh, the, the, the minister uh, was getting shifted, uh, Sandy, uh, and they weren't going to replace the minister in the uh, free church. So at that point, uh, there's about 14 or 15 of us going along, but we weren't members. The uh, majority weren't members, so we decided what we're going to do. And um, uh, this, the local sergeant at that time, was he was brethren back, back, background, so well, he, he was part of it as well, and we, we decided we'd become an independent evangelical church. Okay. Um, with the, the blessing of Sandy and uh, the free church, allowed us to have the, the building. So we've been oh. in there for 25 years, Gosh. 94, and uh, we, we just basically, we had the uh, service run by ourselves. Yeah. And uh, we had three elders, two elders to start with and three elders. And so we basically right. carried on like that. Uh, and a lot of visitors were coming and uh, yeah, it was, it was really good. It was good yeah. at the time, it was there. Yeah. And, and you moved your music from bands to to, ah, to that sort of thing. Right. That's kind of lovely. Yeah. The, bringing in a contemporary yeah. worship. Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. felt led to do. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that brought in uh, the guitar and yeah. and uh, uh, Tim Barnard mm-hmm. and Tuamori. He, uh, Tim, yeah, he's saw. another elder mm-hmm. and he, he, he played the piano beautifully. And the song. Uh, yes. I saw. I believe Tim plays the saw. Yes. Does he? I believe no, so. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, Peabrook, eh? Ah, did Peabrook <laughs> do that as well? Yeah, he's been yeah. doing that at work. Right. He used to play the saw at work with us at the forestry. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Um, yeah, so that, having that kind of influence uh, with the songs and stuff, uh, I, I went more down that line of right. contemporary worship. You still sing the Eagles though every time you get oh, to Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> well, you'll never leave, that's the problem. Yeah. Plymouth Brethren's not something you hear of very often at all. Not in a, not the no. well, close community there's very, very often. There's very forms of it. There's the strict yeah. and the, not quite so strict. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. It's, it's in our family up in the North East. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, in Peterhead, my, uh, my great aunt's, Husband's family was from the Plymouth Brethren, oh, and right. uh, mm-hmm. he stepped away from it, and it was quite it was yeah. quite a thing mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. in, in those mm-hmm. days as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many of the family became plumbers now? Interesting. 
when I left school, I had no qualifications. I didn't set any O levels. <laughs> I can't remember when I left school. Was it was it the third or the fourth? No, the third year. Right. I probably left. My uncle had a, a friend who was a commercial artist, and I quite liked Fantastic. doodling and drawing, sketching yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. at that time. Yeah. So I thought maybe I could try that, you know. But eventually, just all of a sudden, uh, you had to get a job, basically, and. <laughs> my father's businesses there and become a plumber so that's what I did uh, started my apprenticeship with him and he had another chap Davy McAllister at the time working with him so there's the three of us and then uh, John and my brother did follow suit <laughs> he joined the plumbing and three years later <laughs> Robert joined <laughs> um, so you could imagine my father was saying how am I get work for all these guys <laughs> So uh, that was the thing. There was the then David Davy left. Actually, you could see how it was going. You know, yeah, sure. uh, he he set up himself, and that was fine. Um, but you basically served the, the island yeah. yourselves. That was all that was there. And look at that plumbers we have now. Uh, we did Tyree and Call, Kilhoan oh, nice. and the whole of Mull, basically. So, in terms of the the, the transition of skills from your grandfather to your father to yourself, mm-hmm. were you conscious of a legacy of learning? Were you conscious of, well, this is this is something that's a specific approach that's come from somewhere in Glasgow where you see your yeah, grandfather trained? Yeah, yeah. Were you conscious of the, the the industrial heritage of what you were doing and also the personal heritage of what you were doing? Yes. Uh, I know that uh, when my father came back from the war, he went back into the plumbing. He started off, there's an old picture of him in the main street with his father working at the old water pump opposite Brown's shop. Oh. So he did. He he, he started working with them, and then he was, he went to the to the war. And uh, when he came back, he came back into the plumbing. And then uh, I think the, the Rockfield housing scheme was started then way back. And he, uh, it's the comparison now with all the plumbing is is available push fit stuff. You know, mm-hmm. plastic. Uh, it's miles. Different. It likes a rock field when he was doing the plumbing there, he would do it in lead. Yeah. He'd do cast iron stacks off a ladder. You're up putting them in caulking them and then caulking them in and, oh and dry and hole fasten them all that. It's hard work and completely different to, to today. Uh, same principles, but uh, things have changed. So yeah, there's all that side of it. Uh, and you did feel that sort of you're carrying on this yeah. legacy, I suppose. You know. Yeah. And does that feel, or did that feel like a weighty responsibility? You talked about your interest in art. Mm. Did that feel like a, a tension between who you are and who you who you inherited? Yeah, but I had a release though, in a, in a way that the okay, I started the plumbing. Yeah. But I had an interest in music. Ah. So that came through the music side. Came through my mother's side of the family, the Douglases. Uh, I used to go down to Wisher a lot down in Motherwell, Wisher. On holidays in the summer, and, and uh, she, her brothers were all good singers. She was a good singer too. And uh, <clears throat> there's a younger brother, uh, Robert. Uh, he was right into all the, the you know, like the the Evelyn brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buddy Holly, <laughs> Bobby Darren, and all that stuff. Oh. Now that to me was, I just picked that up right yeah, away. Yeah. I said, this is for me. This yeah, stuff. totally. Right. I like traditional Scottish music. Don't get me wrong. I oh, love yeah. it. But that was my genre, if you like. Totally. So that hooked me. And then I got, there's a chap in Tumoy, uh, just a couple of years older than me, John Bell. He had a guitar, electric guitar. So, <laughs> Do you remember what make it was? Oh, it's a wee red one. I can't remember the make. I eventually ended up with it. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, uh, so he started showing me chords and stuff. Fantastic. So we, we, did, we carried on doing that. And so that was my outlet. So... We, we formed a wee group, a wee band. Brilliant. And uh, John was there, uh, John Bell, <coughs> um, Ali, Ali and Robert McLeod. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. On ba- Ali on bass. Mm-hmm. Ali on bass and uh, Rob, Robert on the drums. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, my brother John, uh, had uh, he was playing a bit of rhythm. Fantastic. Yeah. So there was, there was that. And we used to play uh, a couple of dances, didn't the we? The sloop. The sloop, we call it. The sloop. The sloop. That's yeah. a nautical thing. See, the McLeods are all into the boats and course, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Robert and Duncan and Not the John Bees, the sloop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we used to, 
We used to play quite a bit uh, at that time, uh, a few things about the town and that. So where would you play? Where would, the, would it be the Quizzy Corner or the... <clears throat> The, what was it called? The no, that was after that. The Cozy Cafe. Cozy Cafe. Johnny Hare's Cafe. Mm-hmm. It was was uh, really good because uh, that's where you learnt with the, the, the jukebox. Yeah. You got all the songs, <laughs> modern songs at that time. It was, yeah. it was great. So, yeah, we 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 started doing that, and um, that was my outlet, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the plumbing. <laughs> yeah. A very creative and a very yeah. responsible yeah. response. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah, and that went on for quite a while. And then they reformed, it's, there was a sort of lull in between and another band was reformed when it was, it was. did you know Brenda and Ronnie Douglas in Strongarp? Brenda Vernon? No, they were just before my time, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got to know them and it was Brenda's 40th and Ronnie had been in a band. Ah. A, quite a well-known band. He was a professional guitarist. Yeah. He, he played in Germany and stuff. You right, know, okay. Yeah. So another band was formed. He, who was Ronnie Leckie? Oh, Ronnie. Yes, Ronnie uh, Leckie. Ronnie Leckie. He was a drummer. Fantastic. Uh, and, and Ronnie had also played in, in bands in Germany, too, yes, in Hamburg. Yeah. And that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Not the Star Club. Who knows? It could have been. So that was called... Wave band. The wave band. Wave band. And at, at that time, our son, Paul, had a, a band as well, which ah. was called Tracks. That was yeah. Colin McIntyre. <laughs> and a My brother, Gary. Paul, Alan Malloy, yeah. Gary. Yeah. It was quite a lot in Brilliant. that. Brilliant. No, yeah. there was a lot of young ones. Fantastic. They great. actually had a double venue at Christmas time in the Arts Hall. That'd Still got it. the poster from it. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good. We used to practice, do you know where Philippe's garage is? Of course. Well, it was George Brown at the time. Okay. And George would let us in there and... Uh, Make a racket. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we started off pretty... It was quite rough, you know. But then it got better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, to the point there's a few people gathered outside the garage to hear us playing. <laughs> so, yeah. But also, there's, there's complaints as well. Oh, yeah. When Paul was practising in our garage up in Carrig, up in the top of Victoria Street, uh-huh. there's people came up and complaining that the racket was going on. Mm-hmm. till they got better. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was good. So, well, were there any gigs that particularly stick out in your mind? You thought, oh yeah, that's that was a good night. Well, Iona. We, Iona. Iona. Oh yes, was Iona. A great night. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! In the, yeah. in the hall. In there Iona. was hundreds of French students all having an absolute hooli at it. So fantastic. yeah, it went down well, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it a particularly good night. I remember that. Well, it was a great village. That was mm-hmm. Andrew Campbell's playing with us too. Mm-hmm. He, we did it. We split it. We did sort of traditional it's, Scottish uh-huh. uh, and, and, and mm-hmm. the pop stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but we travelled around the island. We did all the, the villages. We did Craig New, Salon, Tuamori, Dervig, the old Dervig Hall. Fantastic. Yeah. And Even played at Onich once. Played at Onich. Yes. <laughs> yes. At Leaving Hotel. Overseas. I've got some footage of uh, events uh, in Derby College Hall. So I'll have a look and see if there's any, ah, any old right. videos of yourself. Oh, some things I didn't recognise at all. Yeah, there's some good nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's quite a crowd at lot, most of them anyway. And there were, were ones at Christmas and New Year. So that was well attended. You know, all the locals out. Mm-hmm. But the, the dances just didn't start till, till late, though. That's a problem. 11 o'clock at night. And the pub shut. Yeah, aye. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was good, good crack. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but the, the plumbing didn't really well. You've got a nephew who's a plumber. Right. Well, that's right. Ross came in. This, he came into the business too. Yeah. Obviously, years later. It's another one. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, plumbing. But uh, fortunately, our son didn't do it. Thank <laughs> goodness for that. I think they were more keen to get off the island and no, spread right. their wings a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So finally, yes, who uh, you have, is it two children you have? Yeah. And can you tell us who, who are they? I, I, obviously, I, I know, but who, who, <laughs> who are your children? Paul and Julie. Oh. Where uh, were they born? Both of them were born in Oban. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they went through Tobermory High School and Brighton yeah. High. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And had, will still talk about their childhood in Mull because they loved it. They yeah. total freedom. Yeah. It was it was it was a it was an amazing place to bring up children. There's no doubt about that. You wouldn't get them in for their tea. <laughs> go out, after school, we'd be straight out. There's a cemetery next door to us. Yeah. They were in playing mm-hmm. in the cemeteries and, and yeah. building huts and all that sort of stuff going on. Yeah, 
it's yeah it was it was definitely a good place to bring up children yeah. and but at the same time i think it's it's a necessity for them to get away from the island even for a wee while yeah, it doesn't totally. matter if they, don't, if they come back yeah. which has happened to our daughter she's back here yes but a uh, mm-hmm. paul's still in in, in london but uh, mm-hmm. i don't know if you could come back and live in the island but he loves to come so. back but uh, not, not to actually stay but Julie couldn't quite believe when she came back from Australia that she was actually back here, but she's discovered it's a great place to bring up children as well. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's definite pluses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do read about it. Aye. So, um, you're, you're in uh, Tobermory for, for many years. Mm-hmm. Earlier on we were chatting about characters of the town. Mm. There's a couple of people you mentioned that I think uh, many of the listeners will remember, but other others that haven't lived in Tobermory or don't know Tobermory might be interested as well. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about the characters of Victoria Street? <laughs> who were who were the people in Victoria Street when you were, which was the road that led up to yours? Yeah, there's there's, there's quite a few characters, right? Yeah, there. it was a bit of that an eclectic mix of crazy people, Victoria Street, right. and we were including ourselves yes. in that. Oh, of course, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's probably the ones that stand out are Archie and Jimmy, who were. Yeah, who who most people in Tobermory know, but we we knew them quite up close because of mm-hmm. the children being small and and yeah. Jimmy making swords in his crazy tooth garage, which Paul still go went back to when he was thirty and took photos and Fantastic. just loved the whole atmosphere of it. And Archie was very eccentric. I'm not saying I was yeah. turn here. He, everybody knew he was. Yes, but uh, there's photographs of Archie after the period where he wasn't allowed to ride his bike, Paul's got photographs of him <laughs> on a specially placed chair yeah. that he used to sit on just to look at the bike. And, it's you know, you can hardly believe that people do things like that, but it happened right yeah. in front of us. It and must have meant freedom to him or something, mm-hmm. something yeah. so significant, mm-hmm. yeah. just being part of... Yeah. yeah. And and the, the, the amazing thing about it was that it was so acceptable. The whole, the, the whole, there was no stigmas about anything. Yeah. Everything was just accepted as this is this is who this person is. Yeah. And you know, you just rubbed shoulders and you, you got on with your daily life, and there was you never thought anything. Because I remember, was it Jimmy that had the plank? Yes. Because I remember whenever I'd go uh, over to Dervik, I'd come around the bend, and there'd be Jimmy with a plank in the middle of the road. You'd be like, oh, what, yeah. what? A plank would over his shoulders, yeah. take his plank for a well, walk. Well, he seemingly used to go up to Bloody Bay and <coughs> swim and carry it back naked to, wow. to warm up. <laughs> So um, no, I can't vouch I'll for change, that. No, you would get you going swimming naked. Yes, but and then you come back with his clothes on, <laughs> ah, yes, yes. and then a bit of wood. That's quite extreme behaviour for yeah. you, then, I would say. But, yeah. There was one story that you'd be heading out to to, to Admore, down yeah. that road, up to Spear past us, and there's a chap, a local chap, a bit of a stutter, Duck uh, McKinnon, and yes. uh, he hid behind the the wall. He saw him coming, and he thought he'd scare him, you know. And so he came right up, and Jimmy says, "Walking straight and out." And then he, he shakes, "Boo, boo, boo, boo!" <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Hi, bud." <laughs> oh. Didn't put my down. Oh, no, it was good. Hi. No, it was it was it was the very good memories, Victoria Street. Mm, yeah, aye. Because mm-hmm. Colonel Anderson was there at the end of his life as well, wasn't he? Mrs. Anderson was. Was it Mrs. Anderson? Mrs. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. She was. Yeah. Yeah, she, she could tell you a few stories about her as well. But the little dogs I remember <laughs> that she had, and every time I met her, I'd have to. I've, I've spoken to Andrina for the podcast. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, every time I met her, I'd have to say, "I'm I'm Alistair Sanchez." Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I always felt quite because there'd always be a lull in the room, and I'd end up saying, "I'm Alistair Sanchez." Oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she was that's very nice. I, uh, the first time Georgia met her, she said, "And who are your people?" Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. I would pass the door and she would shout, Who is it? Who is it? And I would say, It's Elizabeth. Oh, come in, come in. <laughs> and then there was Charlie and Mary. Uh, good friends of ours, Charlie and Mary. To, yeah, good yeah, he, he was a, I don't know what, oh, self sufficient sort of very. Really? Man, wasn't he? he yeah, well, he liked, uh, he kept ferrets, he liked going up rabbiting, uh, fishing. Right. 
Yeah, we told you the story. You go, you go out with the, the local boys fishing. Yeah. Roland, his son, was with the step step two. Yes. Uh, Alison McLean. Yeah. And they go out to egg <coughs> as far out that way, and they drop him off, and he reads wee boat. Then you you go out and meet oh. up with the locals there because <coughs> he probably worked out there with the BT. Right. So he got to know these people. So this was a quick way of him to get out. That's how he spent quite a bit of his days, and uh, in his retirement, and yeah. He was into all sorts, making kippers and stuff. And, yeah. and uh, how were they? Were they good kippers? Eventually, they were good. But he come up to us and say, "Try this, try this," and I'll go, I'll go and refine it. And his eyebrows are all singed at that point. <laughs> but uh, ah, it was. He's on vegetables. He won. Oh yes, yes. Show. He's had a good garden. He did well. And how about Mary? What about his wife? What was she like? She was a quiet person, but. She was she was lovely. Maybe yeah. she's yeah. she's from um, where was she originally from? Spain Bridge. No, not Spain Bridge. Um, Bridge of Orkey. Bridge of Orkey. Ah, not yes. far. Bridge of Orkey. Bridge of Orkey. Famous. Wow. We spent the first night of our honeymoon there. Bridge of Orkey. Yes. <laughs> ah, gosh. My gran was in service in Bridge of Orkey. Um, right. In the nineteen eighties, right. she would used to do things in the right. early nineties, late eighties. Um, wow. Um, yeah. Before she retired, she would go there for the summer and do things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know it's a so it's, it's in, in that respect coming here is yeah. very different, and we're we're rediscovering people we sort of same knew years ago, and it's that's yeah. nice as well. Locked on, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was um? And we talked about it earlier on, but what was your choice to to come to Locked On? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, we didn't never thought we'd leave Tobermory, no. Carrick, uh, which we built ourselves. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, you thought that's you. But uh, when, I, when I retired, well, I was still doing bits, right enough. But uh, we were thinking that we were going to move. This was obviously like Glencoe, Ballinbridge, yeah. and back to her roots. Yeah, it was a challenge as well, I suppose, for us. But uh, yeah, I think I think, to do it, that. I think you go through. You know, a sort of seasons in your life, and you think, you know, that this is this is where I am, and I, I think taking yes. stock, it was like, well, you know, this is the last wee bit. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. Are we going to stay put, or are we going to try something else and mm-hmm. move out of the the comfort zone, yes. if you like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it was a challenge to to move out of the house you've been in so long, but we love it here, yeah. and it's it's you know we've carved out a new sort of bit and we're so glad we stayed in Ireland for our grandchildren yes oh, that's yeah that's <laughs> significant yeah yeah very significant yeah. it's a lovely spot I mean, the views and the it's light stunning. Yeah. Yeah. and it's nice for family like lights Paul and Maria mm-hmm. to come to come Aye. back to the island and, and it, yeah. still see it have a have a home here yeah. because I think that's a lovely thing if you've been brought up in a place yeah. to be able to come back and mm-hmm. feel at home again not you know, and we still action. wanted to do uh, some sort of wee project as well with, yeah. you know, at, at that stage. So with this house, there was the, the garage. We mm-hmm. converted that into a, a small letting cottage, yeah. which has been successful the last yeah. two years. It's been great. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah, yes. with this position, it's beautiful yeah. looking at the, the loch. You yeah. meet people. And, and after, because I worked in the pottery shop for about 20, 30 years, and that was, I loved it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Because you met all these hundreds of people yeah, in a day, and you know, so I didn't realise how much of my life that was until yeah. I stopped doing it. So it, you know, it's nice to have people and meet them and be able to chat. Like going um, to, to follow that line then of the pottery. And um, were you there then when Pete started off? A not the original. When he started the shop in the main street, yes, yes, right. yes. No, the shop, yes. A, Innes McGregor, who ran the shop for Pete, who who was signed up to be manager SA, I was doing a computer course at the time. Cause European computer driving license or something like oh, that? Oh, I don't know what it was. It was some ridiculous city and guilds that I never oh, did again because I hated every minute of it. <laughs> but I met Innes and she said she was she looking for somebody for the shop. And I was a helping your mum with being being falch yeah. at the time. You also worked right. up in the exchange for everyone. Yeah, I did. <sighs> and yeah, I just never looked back. I just loved it. Uh-huh. I loved it. Yes, that's when Pete started the shop. Because I remember going in to ask for the job and Pete was doing something in the window, just setting up and he said, 
he think he thought I was a holy person. It's like, <laughs> hey, you'll you'll have to work on Sunday, and I said that's okay. You know, I'll work on Sunday. I'll take my turn on Sunday. Yeah. So we kind of never looked back. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And so with the exchange then, so that was that would have been the digital exchange was coming in around that time, or was that before? Yeah, that's just as it changed uh, to to di- digital. I was probably there mm. for about six months before it changed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so what was that process like? Because that's, that's something different again. Yeah, the, the, the exchange was, it was like something out of a... a 30s, 40s movie working in exchange because <laughs> Chris, Chris and Ian, Wishabeth, he used to call me. Wishabeth. Yeah, and and it, yeah, it was it was good. It was Joni was there. Yeah. And yes. she, she was the stalwart. She'd yes. been there for forever and was so you were in in awe of her ability to pull and push yeah. and know all the Patching numbers. And, all <laughs> yeah, totally. and if you were left alone because people just asked her for Browns or the doctors. Yeah. You hadn't got a clue what number you were supposed to be putting it in. Because... <laughs> <laughs> You're going to number 12, didn't yeah. you? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was interesting as well. Yeah. That building, so I asked Joni about it as well. Um, yeah. That's supposed to be the most haunted building in Tobermory. So I still believe. I, have you, I, did you no. ever encounter? No. No, I didn't. No. Uh, the, the, the inn at Craig Newer was supposed to be haunted really? as well. Uh, yeah. Wow. break. Never actually. You reckon it was Alan Brake? From Kidnapped? Mm-hmm. Goodness me. That was a, that's a story. Yeah. yeah. But there's a headless horseman in here as well, and I'm well, not seeing that. Of course, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not seen him in for a while, so. <laughs> <laughs> terms of work, this, this is maybe a bit of a dull question, but actually it's quite a sort of social history question. Mm-hmm. You talk about your grandfather being involved in the, the building of uh, Rockfield. How... My father. The, your father being involved uh, in the yeah. building of Rockfield. Sorry. Yeah. How were those contracts awarded? Were, did it, were they tenders that they had to do to Argyll and Butte, or did Argyll and Butte seek local builders out and plumbers out? Probably or? a combination of something. Right. I, I don't really know much about that, but yeah. Being local as well, yeah. on hand, that's what, that probably helped. But uh, yeah, um, I don't really know the, the ins and outs of that. But uh, but that that was that was just what, one of the big schemes at that time. Yeah. And then we did a lot of private, uh, domestic, and uh, stuff all over the place. Uh, as it, today, it's it's uh, as I say, it's all changed. I mean, yeah. your, your own heating systems changed. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really it's quite incredible. It's all copper pipe inside there. All so oh, right, really yes, yes. And with those, with working with something like that, was there one specific thing that you used to go, oh, it's that time, and you'd rub your hands together and think, this is the, this is the one I love getting teeth into. <laughs> was there one, or were there different things that you were really proud of, like that's a real achievement, getting that to connect to there? Or yes, yeah. I think any system, yeah, anything you do that and it comes to get the end, oh, it's working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. but uh, there has been some nightmares as well. But uh, yeah. and there's certain aspects of the job you didn't particularly like. Uh, yeah. I mean, crawling. Yes, <laughs> under floors and yeah. uh, coming across dead rats and stuff. Yeah, and of course, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but particularly maybe ex- outside work, like sort of external uh, roofs yeah. and high buildings and stuff with yeah. no scaffolding and stuff like that, which you can't do nowadays. No, insurance, no. but. Uh, I think, no. I think the whole thing of it being such a family concern gives you a certain amount of uh, pride in your work and your reputation to, to think about, mm-hmm. you know. That, Which that, is a lot of pressure yeah. as well, though, in many ways. Yeah. 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 At one time, we, we, we were based in, in the main street in Falch Guest House. Was my parents, they, they bought that and they turned into a B&B. Right. So you had the B&B... And the phone was going for that, and it's going for the plumbing. Uh, so the it was a busy and the hairdresser as well. As well. His sister had the hairdresser. That's right. So in three. part of Falch, it was madhouse. Yeah. It was full on, and all the kids were there. And yeah, it yeah. was it was like a, the extended family all together thing. We had the flat on the top of Falch to oh, begin right. with when we got married. We converted oh. the top floor to a flat. Nice. So we were on site. I love so the view. Yeah, it was nice. And we had the, the, the workshops out the back. 
uh, for Duncan McGill had the garage. We bought okay. my father bought it off Duncan, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was all self-contained, if you like. Right. But uh, it was quite manic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Busy time. Yeah. That's uh, island life. I remember your 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 mum saying to me when I got I got married at first. Because there was all the, the different grocers and the, the sweet yes. shop, yes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, but you, you know you, you patronise all the shops locally because yeah. that's where you get your living, and yeah. you know yeah. that that was the ethos. But it's, it's, it's good, good. Yeah. 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 Yes, 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 yeah. Just right. Yeah. And so your mum's folks, your mum's um, roots, what were they? Well, she came to Mull, uh, and she had her sister. Uh, Came there's a, an advert, a Mrs. Mingus from uh, the bottom of Bridalman Street, uh, near where John Weir stays. Uh-huh. Uh, she lived there. Well, her daughter married Alistair uh, Brown, the shop. Oh, okay. Uh, now, that, sorry, that, that's the connection, but the, uh, my mother came as a nanny for Alistair and his sister, uh, uh, Olive's husband's uh, and his sister. She was the nanny for them at Stronzall. Right. And the, the, the sister, Betty, she was the housekeeper. So that's how they came right. uh, to Mull from Wisho. And uh, when my father came up the army, he ended back to Amori and the rest is history. He met her at one time and that was it. He met her outside the bank. The bank. Really? She, she had ankle socks on. Was it the ankle socks? All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I think it was ankle socks. Money and ankle socks. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh gosh. So that yeah. So but we went down to Wishaw quite a bit, you know, nice. in the summer months, and Aye. spent a few weeks down there. How did that seem as a contrast to home? Oh, mm. massive, huge change. I mean, for for a start, the. We used to wear my, my grandfather's garden out with the neighbours. They're all they played football there, and okay. we, uh, I was introduced to big football matches like Motherwell football, Third Park, and stuff like that. And uh, and that's where we saw a colour television Ooh. and uh, STV, <laughs> one o'clock gang, and all that stuff was on the telly then. Oh, gosh, and that's where, as I say, I was introduced to to pop music, you know, like that. Yeah, at that it was just brilliant. Yeah, I very much like it. Do you still have family in Wishaw now as well? Yes. Oh, yeah, I've got cousins there, a couple of aunts. Uh, yeah, but I haven't been down there for quite a while, actually. Well, we had the cousins. We had them up Was here a, a few months back. Mm-hmm. Still a connection, yeah, definitely. Definitely connection. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this rootedness. We talked about that earlier on. The mm-hmm. sense of rootedness and belonging in place. Yeah. It kind of, it's... It carries through in so many different ways, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's... A physical connection and a... Personal, spiritual it is. It's yeah. kind of Indeed. intangible, but it's it's tangible when you when you see the scenery again. You yeah. know, you go back and you feel poof. You know. Yeah. I always feel that if I've been in the city for a bit, I feel there's a bit of me here that's kind of blocked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yes. Home, it just opens up. Yeah. It's good to go off the island. Yes, of course. It's nice to get away. Yeah. Uh, but then you're still longing to get back again. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> when the ferries are running. Fairies that run, eh? There we go. <laughs> now, you got some uh, some notes there. And was there anything you wanted to, any of those memories you wanted to bring back specifically at all? I'm just thinking back to, sorry, I mentioned music, but Aye. also football. Uh, in Tobamori, uh, we used to, my brother-in-law Kenny was mad in football. Right. Uh, and he'd be up almost every night playing football at the public park. And... Uh, is at the back of the school, isn't it? Uh, yeah, where the present park is, when it was on a big slope. Uh, so we used to play a lot of football there. Then we decided uh, to form a league for the mall, for the whole of the island. Nice. So I made up a board with a league table and put it in tackling books. And so we'd put in the points and all that stuff uh, every weekend. But we had team, two teams from Tuamori. We had Dervig. We had the Macrones were playing there, uh, the McDonald's, there's quite a few of them. There's that, loads of McDonald's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Salon, they had, had a good team. Um, where else? Uh, Craig Newer, right. uh, Benesson. Get my washing in. Oh, gosh, I see that. You're in the white here. And Iona. Who were the players from Salon then, Craig Newer? Salon, um, you, Alan Cameron. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh. They made up a team right enough. I think Ian Campbell 
played a wee while before he left Ireland. Um, yeah, and Craig knew him. My brother lived down here, so he he was part of that. And right. there's Nigel Scott, sadly, he's passed away, but there was there's quite a good crowd down here. Vanessa, obviously, get there as well, and yeah. uh, and Iona. So. So where would where would you meet? Would you meet at Garmany to do things? Or no, you, just a no, pitch, pitch. We used to play down here. At Craig Newer. It was just there's a, a field just at Torrissey. Is there? There's some cows you might see them at home, but there's a flat area there. We used to play in there. Ah. Um, and the uh, Dervig we used to play at the behind the Glebe. Yeah. Okay. Is it still the football fields are still, still there? there? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've no, I've never actually been, but they're there. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to think of Salon, where we played in Salon, actually. It might have been, would it have been Garmany? No. It wasn't, Garmany wasn't built then, I don't think. Um, and Craig Muir. Oh, that's, sorry, that's it there. Yeah, yeah. Benesson up at the school. Back there, yeah. And I think Iona played there as well. It right. come across, like, you know. right. So it was, a, it lasted quite a while. Cool. Yeah, so that was the football days. It's great. Well, thank you very much. I think that's, that's about an hour actually. That's eighteen to twenty. That's fifty-eight minutes and forty-nine seconds. So that's <laughs> good. Yeah, that's pretty good going. So, well, thank you both very much. That was thank you. Thank you both so much, and thank you for the lovely soup too. It was brilliant to get a chance to spend time together. Once all this malarkey has passed, I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thank you to Jennifer and Rob for helping to arrange this episode. I really appreciate your time on this. Thanks. If you're listening to these podcasts at this moment, in April 2020, it's likely that wherever you are in the world, that you're in lockdown. Now, I've found that listening to podcasts is a great way to bring a, a, a bright spark to the day. I kind of <laughs> like to have one on in the morning. And yeah, in fact, this morning, uh, the Brain of Britain quiz had a question about which uh, I, which Monroe on the island of Mull is the only island Monroe. It's like, oh, fantastic. That was great to hear. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess if, you've, if you're listening to this, you've also found that podcasts are kind of a nice way to get through the day as well. So... I'll put a list of podcasts that I like online for you. I'll put them on Twitter and Facebook, but I'll put them uh, as a reference on the webpage as well. Some of them are quite rude. Uh, some of them are quite silly. Some of them are, are historical. Some of them are... Ugh, there's so many different types of podcasts to listen to. So, yeah, I'm going to put a list up there and see if there's if there's anything that takes your fancy. Definitely go for it. There's, there's a lot to be had. And uh, just a quick reminder as well, if you want to join us for a listen-along, live listen-along party uh, on Friday, uh, the 24th of April, this Friday at 8pm, Dervig time, you're very welcome to do so. And remember, we'll be using the hashtag WWDITW, what do we do in the winter? Now, as these podcasts take quite a lot of time to make, I'm looking to fundraise through donations. So if you feel like it and you're able to, please feel free to donate the cost of a cup of coffee through the website. You'll see a donate tab there where you can donate if you so wished. And thank you so much to those of you that have contributed. I really appreciate it. On that note, thank you, Lindsay, Donald, Jane, John, Jennifer and David. Your support is very, very much appreciated. Thank you. And you can hear a small dog roaming around the background here as well. Genuinely, though, don't worry if you can't contribute to uh, the episodes, uh, to support the episodes. I'd, I'd, I'd much rather even listen that you didn't, so don't worry about it. And if you wanted to sponsor any of the episodes to come as a business, please feel free to drop me a line. Ripple, are you, are you finished over there, Mrs? Ripple, dog, come here. Ripples, come here. Come here. Come and see me. Come and see me. What are you going to say to the listener? What are you going to say? Hmm? Uh, she can't speak. Strange, that. Also, uh, to help me grow the podcast, if you wanted to leave a rating or a review on whichever platform you use to listen, I'd be very grateful. Thank you also to all of you who reach out to say hello. It's always wonderful to hear from you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. As ever, the webpage, whatwedointhewinter.com, has all the links and info you'll need from this episode. And we can be found on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Now, that's episode 50 has been recorded. So I'll be editing that in the next couple of episodes over the coming weeks as we head toward the release of number 50. Episode 50 is something different and very special indeed. I hope you can join us for that when the time comes for it. Anyway, I hope this podcast gives you a wee hour away from everything. Could you, wherever you may be, I hope you and those you love are well. May your knuckles be chap and dry from all that washing. 
and I look forward to seeing you again soon. More in time. Shinakate. Cheerio.